What up, Mahanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking podcast on this Friday. Hopefully you've had a great week. If not, hooray, it's Friday and the weekend. So you can turn it around. You can escape from whatever crap hits you this week. Have a great weekend. Make it a great weekend. Have a good time. All that good stuff. So we're going to try and bring you some laughs today. Bring you some, we'll bring you some culture. And bring you something so unexpected that you're going to love. It's the next craze, next big craze. Well, actually, I'm a little bit behind the curve on it. I found out. I thought I was onto something. No, turns out trends are trends, and I catch them late. So here we are. First, we're going to start today's episode with some silly news. Two things. And, you know, we, I go back and forth. I get, I get more cultural and topical and talk about serious stuff. But all in all, I think I like to have it under the umbrella of comedy and fun and lightheartedness. But I think it's important to address those sort of things. So what we're looking at today are we got a couple funny news stories from the last couple days that I, was just, I saw them and I was like, I can't, I can't not say anything. So uh, first and foremost, in a segment I've dubbed Silly News... We have the first trans girl, so a guy, wins, winning a Miss America affiliated, affiliated pageant, Miss America sponsored beauty pageant. So I think of it like a feeder pageant for, you know, like your soccer teams or, or feeder league for that pageant ultimately. And uh, this once again continues to prove the case that men are better at being women than women are. And so we see that playing out. So before long, it's you know pretty clear that men are going to be, all the top women are going to be men, and uh, all the top women are going to be not the top women anymore. So, and all the top men are going to be men. So men rule the world, uh, patriarchy reigns forever, and yeah, let's go about it. So uh, something cultural, but something I can uh, make a joke at, and you can't make this up, folks. I saw it and I was like, oh, really? And no. And there's no easy way to approach this. But when you look at, I'll put the link to the, to the story. It's an article from Daily Wire about this. And you want to talk about blatantly different from the crowd? Well, obviously, first and foremost, because he's a dude. But he's also about twice the size of all these girls. And... And, and to me, it seems a clear, well, I don't know all the details, but I mean, this is clearly a, like a DEI move, diversity, equity, inclusion move on their part. Right. And because that's what we're obsessed with nowadays is doing firsts and, and representation for the sake of saying we did something the first and for representation. I mean, you name it, right. You got the first, what black female vice president, boom, first black female Supreme Court justice, not the first black, not the first female, but the first black female, right? And so you, we're to that point in history where it's like most people have done everything, but they're still, you know, oh, we've never had, we've never had a, a, a uh, an Asian woman whose English is her second language do this, and so we have to highlight it. And I don't know, it starts to lose its pizzazz. I'm not trying to be a, a negative Nancy over here and not celebrate these things, but. Yeah. All right. Uh, next story, though, I'm not here to linger on that and rant about that. So you 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 get the idea, right? So be on the lookout in a few years. We're gonna have a man winning the Miss America pageant, and um, just to to continue to prove that men are the best women. So I mean, proofs in the pudding, folks. In a lighter story, but still hilarious in so many ways. If you didn't hear, is it King Charles? 
because he was Prince, yeah. King Charles. So some guy tried to egg King Charles. And there's some quotes in this article, also from the Daily Wire, and where the guy apparently was talking about fascists can't stand it when there's differing ideas or whatnot. And I was just like, oh, surprise, someone who's probably anti-fascist doesn't know what they're doing, doesn't understand the monarch at this point, is just a figurehead. Doesn't act, and you know, his blood isn't better than ours or whatever. And it's like, no, we all get that now. We all get that. But there's something, I don't know, there's just something, there's a draw to that, right? Like, I look at it and, I, and I'm like, I, sometimes I'm like, you know, why, why do we keep this antiquated thing? But then there's this other part of me that's like, I don't know, I respect it, I honor it. And, and, and I see that there's some just value in, in holding on to some of these traditions and systems, even in just a, like a figurative standpoint, like monarchy has no real power. I mean, you know, it probably has political pull and whatnot, but parliament runs the UK. So anyways, this dude tried to egg King Charles. Turns out he's a horrible shot and he missed and King Charles just casually stepped over the eggs. He gets arrested though. But the real story is he is now banned from carrying eggs publicly for life. You heard that correctly. This 23 year old now can no longer carry eggs in public. For the rest of his life. Now, I do think that they made an exception for groceries. I saw that. And he's not being allowed to possess any eggs in a public place. He said the, spe the specifications were later adjusted to allow him the ability to go grocery, uh, grocery shopping. So he can, good, okay, he can still go grocery shopping. Uh, I don't even know what to make of that, like, this is a real punishment. He went to jail and there was bail and everything. And, and it was just like, my first thought was, thank goodness we got, we broke away from the UK when we did. I am so thankful for that. I'm looking, I see this as the crazy ex, like, cause that's silly. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. But at the same time, there's just part of me. It's like, I'm glad that's not, I'm not a part of that. And I really just look at it and I say, wow. Yep. That's a, that's a real punishment. You heard it. Right. I don't know. So, for me, it's like the looking back at your crazy ex and like, I'm glad I got out when I did before things really went off the rails. That's how I feel about Britain right now. Uh, you banned a man from carrying eggs. Well, remember too, they like banned guns and then they banned like knives or pointy objects or there was, they were trying to. And it's like, oh, pretty soon you're not going to be able to carry a sharpened pencil in the street. So I'm, I mean, it shows things all in all are pretty peaceful and pretty good when like, you're making new, your news stories are you're banning people from certain people from carrying eggs because they were throwing them at other people. And so to me, I'm just like, if that's, if that's what you got in your news cycle, then good on you, I guess. You're doing all right if that's your biggest concern, right? Oh my gosh. But that's the that's silly news from this week that I saw. I'd love to know your thoughts on it, or if you see any silly news throughout the week and you'd like to share it my way, like me to highlight it, commentate on it, please uh, send it my way. I love weird news, and it's it's so so good. And sadly, I'm I'm usually getting it from other people who are doing it, so I'm I'm taking it secondhand. Speaking of secondhand, I thought I was blessed by the YouTube, the randomness of the YouTube algorithm sometimes to come across this video that has since kind of taken me by storm. And in the weird fascination that funky smells out of your gym bag, like kind of can, can take you a little bit where you're like, whoa, that you open it up. Maybe and you're like, whoa, that stinks. And you wait like 10 seconds. You're like, 
but I need to smell it again. And that's not my joke. I don't know. That might be a Jim Gaffigan joke. Some comedian does that joke, though. So don't don't sit here and think I came up with that. I'm no. And and you're like, oh man, that stinks. Uh, I think I'll smell it again, though. That's kind of what this is like. And this, there's no, there's gonna be. This is gonna sound so rough, and so I'm I'm not gonna be careful for my words. I'm just gonna let them fly, and you're gonna have to just trust that I'm well-meaning here and not saying anything uh, creepy or super weird. And you'll understand too if you go watch the video before I send it to you. So. The Miami Boys Choir. This is a Jewish boys choir, or was. I don't know if it's still around. I think it is. I think it's been ongoing and is has been around for decades at this point. Uh, but it looks like they're based out of New York, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I guess they're probably home based out of Miami. They tour around. And it's like a little show choir thing. And this video pops up on YouTube. And, and I was like, why is... <laughs> it was like... Like, I've never watched anything rem- that would remotely point me to that. I'm not, I'm not watching music videos... I'm not watching, I mean, Ben Shapiro is the closest thing that's going to get me like Jew adjacent to be able to like, oh, here's a Jewish boys choir. <laughs> what? No, I have no vested interest in that. Comes across my timeline. So me and my wife look at each other and like, well, we have to check this out. And so we watch it and we're just like, what in the world? It was like a whole production. And... And I was like, what in the world? And come to find out later, this caught fire on TikTok, I don't know, in the last couple months. And people are obsessed with it, making all these videos. And I found some great uh, little like meme type videos. Someone like did it, did an overlay with like an anime intro for this. And it, it, it fit perfectly. It's taking it by storm. There's even a reaction video of Ben Shapiro. There's a couple of reaction, reaction videos, like a minute long each of Ben Shapiro reacting to it. It is incredible. The Miami Boys Choir, Yerushalayim, uh, I probably didn't say that right. Sorry to all my Jewish friends and, and to Ben Shapiro specifically and personally, <laughs> and which is essentially Jerusalem, Jerusalem. I don't know if that's Hebrew or Yiddish, what it is. I don't, I don't know all that, but it is a fire banger. It is a banger. All right. So it randomly came across my timeline. So I felt the need that that was my opportunity to pay it forward randomly. No context, no lead in to send it to like 10, 10 of my friends. And most of them were like, what in the world did I just watch? One buddy, he, he, was in a, he was in an acapella group in college. He goes, my acapella group. I was like, after watching this, my acapella group really uh, looked like really slacked off. We did not reach our full potential at all. And I was like, I know, right? These are like 12-year-olds out here killing the game. Like, first and foremost, it's, a, it's actually a pretty darn good production. They are great singers. And it's just got this weird allure about it that you're like, what, what is this? It's just that Jim Bag Snow. You're like... What? I need, I need to go back in. Now I can't get it out of my head. I listened to it on my way to the gym, a little bit at the gym, and I, I, had, a, I had a grin the whole time, just during my warm-up on the treadmill, and I was like, I couldn't stop smiling and almost just laughing out loud, but at the same time, it was like, this is, this is dang catchy. It's like those pop songs that I sometimes get attached to. I'm like, oh, it's a pop song. My contrarian self doesn't like it. But then... But then I'm, but then I'm like, but it's actually it's just catchy enough, and, and it's up my alley enough, you know. Um, but Miami Boys Choir, you, and then this video has got to be from like 15 years ago. This is one fun thing about the internet: randomly, old stuff will like resurface and catch fire down the and go viral, and it's like 
all these guys are like grown now in their 20s or, or, or 30s. I don't know how old they are specifically. They, they de- there was even a couple of them from the group that did a little like reunion thing where it's two of them. They're up there singing it and the whole crowd's singing along. And it's like Shabbat with your with your tribe <laughs> is, is a sign behind him. And I'm like, this is, you know, as, okay. Hear this, hear this in a, in a complimentary. Route. I love seeing stuff where it's like, this is just like a Jewish community thing. Like this doesn't exist outside of the Jew. Like Shabbat with your tribe. And they're up there performing uh, Yerushalayim. And I'm just like, dude, that's so outside of my world. Because I'm not uh, I'm not in the Jewish community like that. And I'm not a Jew. I'm a Christian. And so I don't have those sort of things, you know. And it's like, uh, it's it's cool outside looking in. I don't know. I just appreciate it. I, I, I very much enjoy it. I love seeing into other cultures and and their traditions that are that are you know just kind of outside or or, or even even they're even like okay it's not necessarily unique like lots of things um want to do that but but then it's but then it's something that's common but tailored to that group specifically it is incredible here if you haven't heard it all you know i'm gonna queue it up i'm gonna give you like a little like 20 30 seconds and at the very least go and watch it find the live video the original it's like four or five minutes and then just share it around to a bunch of random friends, text it to them. Don't say anything at all. Just text them the video and see what their response is. You'll get a litany of responses. I got, most of them were like, what in the world? Like, that's actually pretty good. And I was like, that was my response. One person was like, so I'm curious of the context of this. And I was like, no context. This is what happened. And he goes, oh, I thought you meant to send this to someone else. (laughs) I thought this was sent to me accidentally. And I was like, mission accomplished. So uh, I'm going to play it just through my phone very crappily. Uh, Let's see. We'll just, yeah, we'll just do the 54 second version from, uh, that's been technically Ben Shapiro's reaction video. So we probably have an ad. Oh no. I'm learning the song now. Like I'm, I'm starting to catch on. You can't see me, but I'm jamming. Incredible. That's just a little taste. You gotta go watch the whole video because they like all get into it. There's like 20 of them. Eventually, the, the the choir teacher comes out at the very end to show off, which to me is a little bit funny and a little bit weird that like he's like, the choir teacher's like, this is about the boys, but I'm gonna come out and, and join them because it's a party. And, and I don't know, I kind of like it. And he just like does some complimentary like, ah, uh, stuff. I can't sing at all. But yeah, I hear him. Kind of a jam, right? I want to know, were you head bobbing a little bit? Were you like, were you at first like, what the heck is this? And you're like, this is kind of catchy, right? Right? Come on. You know, it was, you know, it's catchy. By the way, they are on Spotify. If you just look up Miami boys choir, I recommend the live version. I listened to the recorded version and there's like almost a minute lead in where they're singing slowly and, and it's just not as good. The live version is the way to go. Um, boys can sing and, uh, it, it, it just, I don't know, it's so fun. It, it's a fun thing. There, there are viral trends that are horrendous and annoying and stupid. Most of them are. And there are some where it's just like, what? How? Yes, I'm all in on it. I'm all in on the weird. Let's get weird. All right? So Miami's Miami Boys Choir, go check them out. In 
incredible. I want to keep doing more follow-ups. I now think some of the members who are in this video are like go, getting huge on TikTok. I haven't gone fully down the rabbit hole. I'll probably do that later today and check it out. Oh my gosh, incredible. So I'll put the link to the video. I got a lot of links today. I haven't had links recently. There's gonna be a lot of links in the description today if you want to go look at this stuff for yourself. All right, uh, we'll move on to the next thing though. So earlier this week, I... Let me just say this. It's weird to lose power on a perfectly clear day. And that's what happened to me earlier this week. We, it was, now it was very, very windy, but other than that, perfectly pleasant, you know, barely a cloud in the sky, sunny, warm, just very windy. And that's Oklahoma, but it was an extra windy day. And my lights were kind of flickering. And at first I thought just my, it was just my light in my kitchen. Now thinking back, that was probably the only light that was on, but it, it, it flickered a few times, and then all of a sudden it went out. And I was like, son of a gun. This happened once before, but I think there was a thunderstorm or something. And a lot of my house has no trees in the backyard. Now, my neighbors have a lot of trees lining our fence. And it, it didn't occur to me when this happened either. I was mowing the lawn, and so I had headphones in. And, but I hear this pop, 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 pop. And I, and that's what I heard last time too. And it didn't register with me. And then I come back inside and I'm like, nothing's on. Nothing's, nothing's on. I flip some light switch and nothing happens. I was like, son of a gun. Okay. So then of course, oh, Jeannie sends emails. Hey, we're going to have it fixed by 2.30, 5.30, 6.30. Oh, 10 PM. Cause this happened around noon. And, you know, turns out. Apparently, there's a ton of trees that are impeding or close enough to that are just kind of enveloped around the power lines and not just in one yard, but in enough yards that it warranted there were four crews, maybe actually five crews because there were four giant wood chipper trucks and they had the regular truck to carry the crew lining there in my front yard lining my entire street i got some pictures of it and stuff it's kind of crazy they were here for several hours they went to one of my neighbor's yards and cut down a bunch of limbs and trees and i even got a video at one point i looked outside and because my line the line was still up but it was um, one of the neighbors and the wind was blowing and, and the electricity was arcing on the line and it was like you know doing whatever making electricity noises. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I got a video. And I was like, you don't see that every time. I was a little, little nervous. I was like, I may not let the dogs out for a while because uh, don't want don't want a power line falling on, on the ground, my dog peeing on it or something, killing themselves. No, don't need that. Don't need that for Finn or for Valkyrie. But yeah, and... I, this thought didn't occur to my brain for a while and I'm sure, but like typically you lose power thunderstorms with heavy winds and hail tornado season, snow, ice storms, but not just, I mean, there were gusts probably up to 50 and 60 miles an hour, but that happens a lot in Oklahoma. And you know, the worst thing I'm pretty sure maybe at first when they were having to work on them, it was both sides of the street. The other side of the street still had power. And I was just like, ugh. And at first I was like, okay, whatever, a couple hours, no big deal. And then it turned into like four hours and I was like, okay, we'll buy dinner. Um, I was like, well, now I'm not gonna be able to cook dinner like I want. So we'll, we'll, I'll just pick up some food. And then I was like, but, and my wife was working and she got off around seven or 7.30 or whatever. And then pretty soon it was like six o'clock and there's the crew, the tree trimming crew was at just by the truck outside and 
in my front yard and I go and I'm going to get food and I'm like, Hey, so uh, how realistic is it that my power comes on kind of soon? They're like, well, we don't know. We contacted OG&E and it's just on their timeline. That has been like 40 minutes ago and our job is done, but uh, that'll be up to them. And then sure enough, got an update around seven o'clock that said 10 PM. So we went full blown candlelight. And I will say, actually, I might do this every now and again, if I need a relaxing evening, like it's kind of cliche, you know, you just light some candles, set the mood. But like legitimately, I didn't have the option to turn on any power or whatnot. So I literally had to light my house with candles and kind of get creative. And after just, I don't know, just I think I was sitting and reading or doing something or listening to a podcast and just like on my couch in the candlelight in the dark. And I was like, oh, it was one of those moments where I was like, yeah, I need to unplug more. Like, we all know that unplugging is good, but I was like, oh, I really need to unplug more. This was, I was like, this is, there's something nice about this. And I told my wife, and then she got home, and after a little bit, she was like, you know, she's like, you're right. I, I do kind of like this. Like, it is super dim, and it takes you back to the days pre, pre-electricity and lighting. You're like, golly. <laughs> um, it, where you're like, oh, I see how this could actually get me ready for bed better, because instead of having bright daylight lights and light bulbs and TVs and all that blue light, you know, deep into the night, sun goes down. And especially now it goes down so early that you then you light some candles and they provide enough light to illuminate the area. And you you can have a little hand flashlight if you need to look for something specific and you light them throughout your house. It smells nice. Um, but it provides just enough light. You can see just fine, but it's still dim enough where, I don't know, it was kind of just like, Oh, this is very relaxing. And it's not something you intentionally do, and so I kind of fell into, but now I might intentionally build it in. But yeah, moral of the story was, weirdest sensation ever to just be like, I lost power, and like, but it's like pleasant outside. Like I, I'd go and walk in the park, and it'd be windy, but other than that, it'd be totally pleasant. <laughs> Don't want to play, go play disc golf or regular golf or anything involved with the wind, really, but like, I, it, was, it, was, it was so nice a day, I was like, maybe I should take my new motorcycle for a ride. And, and then I was like, golly, that wind, though, and... And I'm glad I didn't ultimately, but it was just like, huh. The worst part about it is we have a little, our fridge is a water source, but because our fridge runs on electricity, like our water was still running in the house, but not through the fridge. And that's the filtered water. And so then my, my water supply becomes sparse. And I was like, son of a gun. Uh, I'm glad my cup is full. And then after it's full, I guess I'm going to be uh, boozing or drinking the rest of the sweet tea. No, no. Go to the gas station and get some water. But um, and this is why you always need to keep just a couple of bo- random bottles or jugs of water around just in case this randomly happens. Cause apparently this might be more of a regular thing. Hopefully they trimmed all the trees. We'll see though. But yeah, that was, that was a fun one. Very interesting, interesting thing. All right. Uh, we'll close out with a little bit more of a serioso note, not a serioso. Listen to a great podcast about, if you haven't heard about regenerative farming, uh, there's so many links. You just need to look it up. I think it's the way that things need to go back to. It's more of a natural life cycle. It's not factory farming. Yeah, it's more expensive. It's a little less efficient, but long, long term, you're talking over the course of the life of the land and generations, it is um, a more sustainable way of farming because it, 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 it mimics as closely as possible, the natural life cycles of the land and the animals that it can instead of doing this industrial uh, style farming. Well, White Oak Pastures is probably the most well-known. Will Harris is the fourth, fifth, sixth generation um, farmer of that. And he, he started doing it in the 90s. 
shifting over. Well, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast and they're talking and it's a really, really good episode, really good insight. Also, dude has the best Southern accent ever. Just the, I can't even mimic it, but he's got that, that, that deep South accent that just is slow, he, he, but he takes his time and is eloquent. That's not even, it's, it's thicker than that. I can't even get how thick it is. Like it's, it, you feel like it's fake almost, but it's how he talks and it's incredible. I would like that man to do some audiobooks for me because I would fall asleep instantly. But they're talking about it and they're specifically talking in the context of farming. You know, coming out of World War II is, is, is we started a more uh, farming for efficiency to maximize a surplus. It was wartime and things like that, populate massive population growth and lots of technology coming around, combines, tractors, and, and able to do it through that way. And so you have the monocrop ag- agriculture and, and that's the, become the conventional way to do it. And we still do it that way, even though now, you know, I think we all really acknowledge like we, we screwed up the topsoil. I think about the movie Interstellar, you know, where they have to, we, we've used up all the crap on the earth. And I'm not sure like we're, I'm not going to be an alarmist there and say we're there, but I, you know, I think it's not good with the runoff and the, and the loss of the topsoil that we, you know, that we continue to do this way, that we need to shift to more renewable. And of course, you know, people like their cage-free eggs and stuff like that. And I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't have some hippie tendencies and was into that, but not, yes, from the environmental standpoint, but I don't know, I, I, you make, there's good logical, scientifically backed cases for this. And, and he has some like that, where there's a video where his, the river that's on his land and, and then some, some runoff coming from his neighbor's land. And it's like, his is like, clear, good looking filtered water. And the other one is just this muddy sludge where you can tell it's just washing the soil and everything away. The water's running right through it. And, um, where his, his farmland retains it filter is a natural filter because of the way that he farms. But all right, I'm getting, I'm getting off track here, but he, he talks about, and I never thought about this. He goes, you know, we only think about efficiency. We don't think about resilience. And he's like, efficiency and resilience are kind of like the yin and yang. They are complementary but opposite and always in tension with each other, but you need them both. And, and this one hits home for me because I'm king efficiency, right? Do everything as efficiently as possible. Productivity, maximize efficiency. But here I am talking about doing hard things, intentionally building that out, slowing down, unplugging, you know, that little discovery, doing cold showers, going to the gym, prioritizing that and working out. And it's like, that's not always the most efficient. Like choosing to take the stairs instead of the elevator is not the most efficient, but what are you doing? You're actually building some resilience. And I'm like, oh, that totally checks out. And he's like, we need to, you need both of them. You can't just build resilience because you're going to be living like a stone age person and you're not going to be able to fit within this world and survive. But you can't also just be the most efficient person because you're going to be starving yourself long-term chronically of certain health benefits, right? And that's where it's like, okay, choosing to stand, choosing to go on walks, choosing to take the stairs, choosing to do these things intentionally, like where I see it in the personal life, he's talking about it in the farm aspect. He's like, look, it's about 30% more to farm the way I farm. He goes, but the animals are healthier. The, the land is healthier, more rich. This is going to be good overall long-term. This is, this is as close to the natural process as we can get. And it's, but, and it's providing high quality food for people. You're not, cause I mean, he isn't using any herbicides, pesticides, none of that. And, and so, and, and what I'm finding is as, you know, go down the carnivore train, all that good stuff, right? All, all the crap I'm always into is the, the, the less pro, the 
minimizing processing, right? I, I don't think processed foods are bad necessarily. Um, like, cause some, some form of processing makes things more convenient. We can get things because guess what? Not everyone's, we're not in an agrarian type culture anymore. So not everyone has land and is farming and is doing that. And our lives are shaped differently, but <clears throat> especially in America, we're maximized towards efficiency, right? That's what you see. And, and, and you hear more and more about Gen Z and, and my gen and people like me talking about work-life balance. And it's like, look, Yes, I get, okay, we're connected all the time. It's so good, but you need to intentionally unplug, right? Like you have your phone, you can connect with everyone, but we're not connecting with people. Why? Because the natural way that we connect is face-to-face, in-person, doing activities. And what do we always acknowledge? That is more of a bond than texting you, calling you, even FaceTiming you. There's something about being in person, right? So long story short, he was talking about efficiency, and resilience and how they're kind of that yin and yang and we need to always strike a balance there. So, uh, and I thought that was very insightful, very wise and how, you know, it's efficiency only thinks about the right now and tomorrow where resilience thinks about 10 years, five years, you know, over the course of your lifetime type results, right? Like it's not the most efficient way to live depending on how you define efficiency to take an hour out of your day every day to say go to the gym or to take the extra time to take the stairs and get sweaty get a little hot and oh guess what now i'm you know i'm in i'm in these nice dress clothes or whatever but you know what it does for you if you take the stairs every day instead of taking the elevator or escalator you work out every day, you know what you're going to not have? You have less chronic problems. You're going to stay active longer. You're going to stay stronger longer. You're going to be healthier in the long term. Then those dividends pay off way, way down the road, but they pay off later in life and they're worth it dividends, right? But then being efficiency can be efficient can be just as good because it can get you from point A to point B quicker. However, if that's all you do, then you, you miss out on building some actual resiliency. So I thought it was something that kind of tied into a lot of what I message, you know, the message that I'm kind of adapting to. It's, you know, do hard things, 10 seconds of cold in the shower, push-ups before dinner, whatever you can do, right? Like, that's not the most efficient way to do. Or like, you know what? Eating out, just ordering in my food is the most efficient way to get hot, fresh food. But taking the time to cook it makes me appreciate it more and usually tastes better. And usually it, well, not always tastes better, can taste better. It depends on what kind of cook you are. It can taste better, but really generally eating whole foods that can go bad and that are on a timetable that you have to cook is healthier for you in the long term. And so like, that's where, that's a big shift that we've had in our lives in the last year, year and a half is we cook more than we eat out. And I don't know if that's most people, you know, but, it, but it's tough, right? You only get 30 minutes at lunch. And so people, and it's hard to meal prep. It's hard to pr- prepare and take your lunch and do all that stuff. And I cave sometimes myself too. But what's important is even in light of, okay, well, I cave this time. Well, then I can't get it tomorrow. Or this is my one time to do this for the week. And, and you just have to be disciplined. And it makes it, the more disciplined you are in, in, in maybe one aspect of your life, it makes it easier to be disciplined in other aspects. That's what I'll say here. So efficiency and resilience, that relationship and balance, something to think about as you go into your weekend. But hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully this maybe brightened your day or continued uh, to help you ride that lightning of, of, of joy and happiness. And if you've had a tough week, soldier on, it's the weekend. Go take a load off just to live by candlelight for an evening or even an hour in the evening and see, see what it's like. Kind of interesting, right? So we'd love to know any of your thoughts, feedback, all thoughts you might have on anything we talked about in this episode. I'm going to try and remember to put all the links, make sure to check out and share around that 
lit Miami's boy, Miami boys choir. Incredible. Something we all need more of in our lives. <clears throat> because it's just one of those unique, quirky things. And you're like, mm. and it just sits you back. And it's like, this is so, it just throws and, and you can't help, but just kind of like chuckle, smile, keep, but having like your jaw drop. And you're like, what is, what even is this? And, and it brings, I think it brings just a little spark of, uh, of light, joy, happiness, and lightheartedness into your day. So, um, in quick foreshadowing news, I have a friend who wrote a book, self-published sci-fi fantasy novel called The Seam. It's going to be a part of a series, and I'm going to put a link for that too. He wrote it. It's a quick, easy read. It's a fun read, fast-paced, and well-written. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to be interviewing him. Uh, and he's going to be on an upcoming episode because I know someone who wrote a book and like it's on Amazon and I can go buy it. And I don't know, it's kind of cool, right? Uh, kind of a childhood, uh, our family, families are real close, did a lot of stuff growing up. So it's going to be pretty cool. But uh, if you want to support that, support him, support his journey doing that, you know, because that's the hardest thing as a, as a writer and an artist and getting your name out there. I know that from the podcast game. So go check it out. You don't have to buy it if you don't want to, if you're really not interested in reading. But um, maybe if you are, I mean, I'm in. I finished the book and I was like, when's the next book coming out? Because this is, this is going to be great. So it's called The Seam uh, by Tyler Lenz. It's a yellow book. It's got, um, it's pretty cool. It's about a little town, Waxahachie, Texas. But I'm going to be interviewing him, so be on the lookout for that. And um, if you're someone who's maybe interested in writing, writing a book or in the process, <clears throat> Connor, um, hopefully there'll be some good insights on that episode. So tune in very, very soon at some point for that special episode. Yeah, I know we're having guests on again, right? Uh, I remember early in the year I had a ton of guests on. I haven't had very many guests on, so hopefully we're going to have some more guests on. But if you want to be a guest on the podcast, let me know if you got something to say, something to talk about, or you just want to have a good, fun, lighthearted conversation and have some laughs. Two is better than one. Like me ranting here is good, sure, but it's always better to have someone else in a different perspective. You can play off each other and um, and really, really have a good time. So if you want to be on the Rambling Viking Podcast, let me know. But go follow us on social media. It's the Rambling Viking Podcast. Make sure to share this. Leave a rating, review. Let's grow the Hanyak Horde. Quit being Hanyaks about it. Share this around. Post it. Um, <clears throat> share it on your story. Whatever it may be. Tell your friends about it. Say, hey, check out this podcast. Maybe I should make some business cards. And people can be like, boom, business card for a podcast. Weird, right? Stickers might be better. Who knows? Who knows? We'll figure it out. But go have a great weekend, everyone. Do something hard. Maybe live by candlelight for an evening. Um, tell me how your experience was. And uh, let me know. I'm excited for... Um, let me know what your favorite part of the uh, Yerushalayim jam is at the end of the weekend because it's going to be on all of your go-to playlists on repeat all weekend. And I can already tell you, even if you don't like it, you're not going to be able to get it out of your head and it's going to be great. So we'll see. That'll do it for us though. Thank you so much for listening, being a part of the Hanyak Horde. We'll see you right here next time on the Rambling Viking Podcast. This is your head Hanyak signing off. <laughs>